Hey guys, welcome back. Another week, the Moss Podcast. We are back. Men of South Shelby. Uh, blessed to be back. Blessed to have another opportunity to come and be doing another podcast. We are on the final week, final week of this Bible study. Luke, how's it going? Man, I'm tired, but uh, to quote our buddy Brad, I am blessed and highly favored. Uh, there's some words of Zion right there. That's in right. So... <clears throat> So we're finishing this week uh, with the how to be a man, um, what it means to be a disciple. Uh, so if you've missed any of it, you can go back. You can go through the whole study with us again. And you can go back and re-listen on the podcast channels on YouTube. Um, but we're really excited about next week. We're really jacked up about next week because next week we've got some cool things coming up. We've got a new study starting. It's going to be Ephesians. And Ephesians is, I don't know, if you, if you ask me, it's one of the more important letters that Paul wrote because he takes a whole bunch of information and throws it into six chapters. Absolutely. It, it, it's, a, it's a lot to unpack. Um, I've already started studying for it, and I'm typically a cram the night before kind of guy, but um, there, there's, like you said, there's just a lot in those six small chapters. And I really think that as Paul was writing that, I don't know if he realized the toes that it was going to step on yeah. a couple thousand years later. Well, so we're really excited about getting into Ephesians. Um, you know, we've got a couple things we're, we're still trying to figure out. You know, if you just keep up with our Facebook page, um, you know, we are going to try to do a Zoom Bible study. It, it it may waver on time. Sundays are about to get really hectic. Um you know, especially with the in the church and 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 my schedule. So, but we're really excited. Um, you know, we're going to do Zoom Bible studies on Sunday, um, if we can. If we don't have any participation, you know, we may just, you know, I may pull up a computer, uh, my computer, and set up Zoom and have people on Zoom while we're in the Bible study. Um, and we'll see how that works. Uh, I can pot them up on the TV or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but uh. Do me a favor real quick. Bring the mic just a touch closer to you. Um, How about that? Yeah, we got to hear you. Why? Uh, because you're an important cog in the piece of this wheel. What'd you call me? You're a cog. Um, you're a spoke. I'm going to have to look that one up. We're going to throw sticks in the spoke. You're using big words, man. So, uh, that was three letters. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but um, really, really have just been, you know, it's been really encouraging this week. Um <clears throat> And if I sound snotty and if I sound uh, congested, it's because I am, because pollen has taken me down. It's not COVID, it's pollen. Uh, I feel like I've chewed on a pine cone. So, um, for what it's worth, you kind of look that way. Thank you. Um, so, Luke and I got the opportunity to, and I'm not throwing any, uh, throwing any promotional or anything like that. Luke and I got the opportunity to go to another church's uh, men's <clears throat> kind of men's Sunday night, men's quarterly event. And hear an awesome speaker last Sunday night, and it was really exciting. It was it was a blessing. It was a good word. Um, it was a really good word. We were oh, we man. we walked away impressed. Um, but it was at Shades Mountain. It was Men of Shades, and man, those guys they do it right. You know, there's guys that show up. They don't show up for food. They don't show up for door prizes. They show up for the gospel, and they show up for Jesus, and that's it. And you know, just a shameless plug for them. If you don't know who Men of Shades are, it's the guys who wrote this book. 
It's a lot of the guys that wrote this book. Um, they're the ones who put this together and make this particular Bible series possible. Um, and it, man, that, that guy, I, I can't remember his name. I'm horrible. With Robert names. Smith, Robert Smith, Jr. Dr. Robert Smith, man. And if you have, if you want to be impressed by a theologically and biblically sound preacher, watch a preacher walk up to the podium and tell you he's fixing to break every rule of ministry, lay his Bible down and flow from old Testament to new and then manage to tie everything together and absolutely wow you. Oh yeah. And then sing scripture. Oh yeah, no. I it mean, was, it was it was amazing. <clears throat> it was it was really fun. Um, it's it's been you know a good week. You know, if 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 you if you're a part of South Shelby, you know it's been a great week. You've you've seen uh, Wednesday night we had a we had one of our teens preach. That was good. And stuff. it was it was really really awesome um, to see uh, him step up out of a comfort zone and and do what God had laid on his heart. <clears throat> and um, you know, and then. You know, we're finishing up the Bible study, so that's been exciting. Uh, we are recording this on Saturday, and I apologize about that. So, because last night was a night that if I would have done the podcast, I may have gotten in trouble. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. So, if my wife is watching, I didn't forget. I, we were at dinner, I was there with you. There was no forgetting. So, um, but you know, you want to feel old, you hit the 5 30 dinner special. Like we were at the restaurant at five thirty. birds. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Done. Done. And then guess what? We decided to go even more old person. We went to Tuesday morning and bought a quilt for our bed. <laughs> <laughs> so we bought a quilt for our bed. And then we went to the bookstore and bought a couple books. Um I think I think I bought a Puritan Puritan pastor. Um oh my goodness, now I'm drawing a blank. I I'm I'm having a brain fart, but um I bought um Jonathan Edwards, uh, uh, some of his scriptures and sermons and stuff like that in his writings. I bought a book on that, and Jennifer bought a couple books, and that's my wife. Um, but, uh, man, and then, you know, we looked at each other, because, I mean, it was funny, because we were in the bookstore, and they were like, all right, it's, uh, it's 10 till 8. If you could make your way to the register, we're about to close. And we looked at each other, and we're like, we got to go. We tired. And we went home and went to bed. We were just tired. So my question is, is do you have permission from the old folks home to be out tonight? Um, they gave me, they gave me till eight thirty, yeah. and they said if I break curfew again the night, <laughs> I get I get on lockdown. I get put I get put in they're, the. They're gonna hide your denture. Cream. I get I get put in the west wing west wing. Um, but you know next week we've got a you know if you're if you're looking for a church if you're if you're a part of South Shelby. Uh, next week, well, actually this week we're signing up Sunday, tomorrow morning, we have signups for our connect groups and man, if you're looking for a church with different Bible studies and something to challenge you in almost every aspect, man, we've got everything from, you know, on Sunday mornings from, you know, first Peter to first and second Thessalonians to Matthew, um, to a widow's class, you know, if that's something that fits, you know, kind of, you know, what's, you know, where you sit in your life at this point, but a ton of these different Bible studies, we have teens, we have youth, we have all this sort of stuff. Um, and then we roll, you roll and there's Bible studies on that. There's, you know, Sunday nights when the men, we, we do it. Our young adults meet on Sunday night, um, you know, on campus. And then, 
you get on Monday night and there's a whole not, there's a Bible study, financial Bible study. And then Wednesday night you have um, like five, six, seven Bible studies. You have one on cults and false gospels. You have one on, you know, you have one where you sit at the, in the fire pit. You sit at the fire pit out in the parking lot and meet the pastor and kind of hang out with him. Um, and there's one on, you know, uh, what it means to be a witness. You know, what, you know, the one thing we can't do in heaven is witness to folks. And uh, that's really cool. And then we have, you know, on Wednesday nights, we have our Awanas program. So uh, the t- kids are taken care of. They get to eat and play games and then learn the Bible and all that good stuff. Um, and then our teens, they do a, you know, they, they do it big up on Wednesday night. But, um, and also, hey, look, if you got a kid that's kindergarten through second grade, that's where I fit in. I'm 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 part of Awanas. I, I think I'm the first and second grade director. Uh, but it's 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 a lot of stuff going on, a lot of fun stuff going on. But if you're looking for a church and you're close by, come check us out. Don't don't hesitate. But and if you're looking for a church and you're not close by, go find a church. That's right. Um, get in there. That's right. Get in there. Get connected. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of a sidetrack here. You know, we've been talking about our week and. You know, you and I have discussed, we've been praying for a very close friend of mine, yep. uh, Pastor Larry Sumrall. He was one of my mentors, and he won his race this past Sunday. Hmm. He won his race, and he went home to be with Jesus. He had been fighting COVID for a few weeks, and finally, you know, the Lord said that his job was done. And to hear some of the testimonies about this guy, was it, it just blew me away. Yeah, You know, before they put him under and medically put him into a coma, one of the last things that he did was ask if there was any of the staff there that needed anything prayed about. Mm. I mean, and, and just those kind of stories about somebody like this is just, it's incredible. And I was very fortunate and blessed to have him pour into my life for a few years. And he was always, he was one of these things. And I heard it said at his memorial service that if Larry loved you, he loved you big Yeah, because that was the only way he knew how to love people. And where I'm going with this is that no matter where you're at in your life, no matter who comes, who goes, who who goes to be with Jesus, um, it really doesn't matter because, and I'm going to quote Pastor Larry. He would say this all the time. Andy, if I die tonight, you know what changes? Nothing. The mission's still the same. Mm. Our goals are still the same. The gospel needs to be spread. Absolutely nothing changes. And the amount of people that we saw gathered at this little bitty pavilion was more than most churches' congregation. Yeah. In the 90-degree heat, one of his students preached his sermon <coughs> and preached it like Sunday morning. Yeah. Altar call. There were about 10 pastors that Pastor Larry had mentored. And to see that kind of an outreach to hear about things that I didn't even know that he was involved in the overseas ministry, the footprint of somebody like that and their outreach is enormous. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's true when you say you never know how many people you affect, how many people that you touch. And that ties in to everything that we've been talking about these last eight weeks, to be a disciple, make a disciple, how to be a man, your outreach, your footprint can go global. Um, doing something as simple as this podcast has the ability to go global. Yeah. Um, the word tells us that this word will never come back void ever. 
Yeah. As long as we're presenting the word, as long as you and I hide behind the cross and are completely concealed by, behind the cross, mm-hmm. if it's just one person, no matter how long we do this podcast, if it's just one person that we reach, yeah, it's 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 been time well spent. Yeah. So you know, yes, it 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 hurt me physically. You know, it it hurt me emotionally because the world's going to be a little bit less bright because Pastor Larry's not in it. Yeah. But to see all of these other people gather around to lift up his memory, to honor his memory, and to agree communally that we are going to push forward, that, yes, this is painful, but if it wasn't painful, did you really care about him and did he really impact you? Mm -hmm. So I'll see him when we get there. I mean, I can see him now, you know, dancing for Jesus. Yeah. Um, Pastor Larry, he was a Baptist preacher, Southern Baptist preacher, but... At the end of the service, we'd always laugh and tell him he was a Bapticostal because he would dance across the stage. Um, so uh, keep his family in your prayers. Um, again, his name is Larry Summerall. He left behind a wife and some kids and some uh, really young grandbabies that aren't going to get to remember their granddaddy. But the stories that will be out there and linger on for years and years because of his love for Jesus and his willingness to be a disciple and to make a disciple. So that's what I got. We'll definitely, yeah, we'll definitely keep um, the, um, you know, the family and prayers and all that. Um, but, you know, you, you, it's funny, you know, or it's, it's, I don't believe it's coincidence. You spoke right into what this final chapter is about. And it's investing in multiplying disciples. And the thing here at South Shelby and the one thing that is our, is our big to do here is be a disciple, make a disciple. And, so, you know, the first, you know, here when we go into Scripture tonight, we go into Matthew sixteen twenty four through 26. <clears throat> uh, and it says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him de- deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my, safe, my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for a soul? I think too many times we we don't we don't utilize the or we don't think about the deep decision or the the how important the decision of of being saved and surrendering our life to Christ and turning that corner and what is expected of us from Christ. You know, it's it's a big decision. We we have to understand, you know, we're going to be we're going to grow. That's that's we've got to grow. I mean, we can't just and all of a sudden have everything, you know, knowledge and all right. that. Um you know, it's 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 really scary to um to try to disciple people or try to witness to people. It's and and pray for people and there there's that, you know, the awkwardness, do you, what do I what do I say? What do I do? I don't want to offend them. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And and yet I get that. That's there there's there is awkwardness. I mean that's human interaction. There's always going to have an awkwardness. But the one thing that we the one thing that we we don't understand or we don't ever like remember is look in verse 24. Let him 
if we want to come after Jesus, let him, us, deny ourselves, deny what we think, deny what we know, deny what we are. We don't, it's not about Andy. It's not about Luke. It's not about, you know, anybody. It's about Jesus. It's about glorifying the kingdom. That's it. God will provide the way. And a lot of times we think that ourselves have some duty in this thing. We have to deny everything that we are, everything that we were in the old life, and put on this new thing that God's given us graciously by putting his son on the cross to, to die for our sins. We need to take that and embrace that. Deny that old self and bring this new self on and just be, like it's been said, Andy in Christ. We are in Christ. Well, the second that you interject yourself, um, your 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 personal gains, your personal boasts, uh, you know the notch, proverbial notches in your belt. The 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 second that you interject that into your witness, your witness is gone. Um, you're spinning your tires in the mud. There's going to be no forward progress. Um, it's empty, hollow words, and you know that that's why you know we say you know hide me behind the cross. Um, you can even take it a step further. We have the Bible tells us that we're to come to the throne as little children. And again, yesterday at this memorial service, we're standing outside. You know, the sun's shining down. It's a gorgeous day, and I see this little boy who I've known since the day he was born. He's kind of crouched down and he's hiding in his daddy's shadow. And I was standing there next to another friend of mine who's also a minister. And we're looking at him and talking about it. And we both had the same aha moment at the same time and said, you know, that's how it ought to be right there. Hmm. You know, us as children of Christ hiding in dad's shadow, you know, bathing in that glory of, you know, that's what he wants to do. He's protecting us. Um, this kid, he was he was crouched down because he didn't want to get hot. You know, the sun was beating down on him. But protection is protection, be it from the sun, the wind, the rain, Um Wild dogs, bats, birds, bees, whatever. Protection is protection. Yeah. And that's what that's what Jesus did for us when he went to the cross. Yeah. He hid us in his shadow. There there are passages of scripture that talk about hiding in the in the, in the shadows of the Father. Um so you've got again we talked about it last week about how intentional you've got to be in your pursuit of Holiness, sanctification, and being like Christ. Are we ever going to get any of those? Nope. Not this side of glory. But you still have to be very intentional, one foot in front of the other, mm. just like David. You know, David was a murderer. He was an adulterer. He was a liar. And the Bible still ended up saying that God said he was a man. He was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And it wasn't because he was just this great and mighty man. It's because when he fell... He got up, he dusted himself off, he, he seeked repentance, and he continued pushing forward one foot in front of the other in front of the other and kept kept pushing God's agenda, not David's agenda. Yeah. And, you know, you see it in Mark when, you know, Mark chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, or 16 through 18, and this is when, you know, Jesus is, you know, he's, <clears throat> he's you know, right there at the sea, sea of Galilee, he sees Simon and Andrew, um, and they're, they're fishing and Jesus says, follow me and I'll make you become fishers of men. And immediately 
they left their nets and followed him. And <clears throat> we we tend to question God when, you know, he calls us to a certain situation. You really, sh- you sure about that, God? And we're not fully gung-ho into it. We're not 100% sold into it. We're not 100% to... You know, one of the things that I, you know, when I was, when I had the privilege to preach on a Wednesday night was these, these moments where God's showing you something, but you're not, you're not even close to being in tune with him to even try to even notice. And, you know, when you're not in tune with him, you start unnoticing it. You start missing it. You start letting your worldview block out what God's got for you. And, you know, to be a disciple, to be a follower, because a disciple is a follower, to be a disciple and to make disciples, you have to be a constant disciple. It's not a lukewarm thing that, that inside, of, inside of the earth, out, you know, in, in, so in the world, in, in, in God. You know, it has to be in God. You know, we're going to make mistakes. We're going to have these, you know, these little mess ups and hiccups, you know, that's expected. But one of the things that we must do is we must not let God go at all. We can't say, all right, I'm gonna let you go for a time being, I give me a month off and I'll come back. Right. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that at all. No, you can't have part-time Christianity. Um, Part-time Christianity leads to full-time sin. And that's just all there is to it. Um, You know, we have the ability to phys- you know, we can cling to the Father. We can. We have His written Word. We have the aid of the Holy Spirit, which, until what happened on the cross, the Holy Spirit came and went. It would come down, do what it had to do, and then leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you think about the woman on the road who just touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Yeah. I mean, all, that's all she did was just touched him, and <coughs> Jesus said that he felt the power flow from him. Yeah. We have that ability every day, mm-hmm. but we don't utilize it. Yep. Um, and if anybody says that they don't question God, is either flat out lying or living in denial. And both of those are very dangerous, mm. extraordinarily dangerous. Um, you know, I enjoy praying with people, just complete strangers. My wife's seen me do it numerous times. Doesn't bother me at all. I love it. I was sitting in line today waiting to pick up some pizza for lunch, and this group of bikers was sitting over under the awning there in town in the shade, and I noticed that one of them had a cross on the back of his jacket. And all these people were just kind of side-eyeing these guys and ladies because they're bikers, you know. So I just got out of the car and I walked over in the middle of them and I, you know, started talking about their bikes. And I said, look, I have, I don't know y'all probably never see you again, but the Lord told me to come over here and pray with y'all. Would y'all let me do that? Absolutely. So, you know, we prayed and when I got done, the guy just looked at me and he was kind of shaking his head. And I said, look, man, I'm sorry if this, you know, caught you off guard, but he said, no, 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 no. It's just the opposite. Um, we were sitting here talking about how all these people are looking at us and making assumptions about us. And here you come over telling us that the Lord told you to come talk to us. And, you know, and, and I told him, I said, the patch on the back of your, your vest is what caught my attention. The you cross, know, you know, God and God will do that. God will put opposites together. And, 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 and before you know it, they're, 
so in tune and they they help each other out spiritually so much. And it's amazing how it happens. It is absolutely amazing because God's going to find that perfect chemist, chemistry opportunity for two people to get together and they, they kind of can grow and feed off each mm-hmm. other. And there's a lot of people out there that we flat out ignore. Yep. We blatantly look by, you know, hey, you know, you you go, you know, into a downtown area where there's homeless people. You know, I've, I've tried it once. You know, sometimes it's not going to work. Guy goes, hey, man, I'm hungry. Can you get some food? I said, no, I don't, but I don't have any money. But we'll go right in here, and I'll buy your food, and I'll have dinner with you. Knowing what good and well I was going to do, he said, no, 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 thank right. you. And it's like, well, you know, I tried, so I'm not going to beg you. You know, that's at, at this point right now, I gave you the opportunity. You asked me for food, and, you know, knowing good and well, you know, that's probably a con. I need a little mm-hmm. bit of money. I'm going to go around the corner and buy whatever. But, you know, and I didn't have any cash on me. I, I normally don't carry cash. If if I if, if I can take you in a restaurant and pay with my debit card all day long, you know, until, you know, until they start taking, you know, you still don't. There's going to come a day where homeless folks on the street can take Apple Pay mm. or something That's like right. that. And, and Venmo me some money. Yeah, Venmo me some money, and it's going to be like, well, huh, you know, then there's going to be no excuse. But, you know, I, I think, you know, we miss many opportunities, and, and it's not even those opportunities also, but it's also opportunities in Walmart, uh, in restaurants, in, you know, even Publix. Uh, it could be while you're shopping at JCPenney. It's anywhere. It's not just held to the homeless people you see or the struggling person that can't check out in line. The DMV, you know, while you're, you you stand in line with a lot of people, that is a must. That is a do. Well, you know, the bottom line is is that people everywhere are broken. Yeah. I'm broken. <coughs> you're broken. But in this atmosphere, our brokenness meshes well together. You know, your, your puzzle pieces connect to mine and mine connect to yours and and we do this um but the passage of scripture that you just read there's one word that always jumps out when when i read that and a couple of more times and the word is immediately um jesus told them something to do come and follow me and then it says that they didn't hesitate they immediately some stinking crusty nasty, funky fishermen. Oh, yeah. Immediately, Jesus saw them where they were, had had nothing in common with them because Jesus is a carpenter. These guys are fishermen, complete different trades. So there wasn't even, hey, pass me that tape measure. There wasn't even that. It, it was, you know, come on, come go with me. And that's how God does us. That's how Jesus does us. When if If you're standing in church, whether you're saved or not, and the invitation comes up and you feel the Holy Spirit drawing you, you should immediately yield to it. Immediately. There's a reason. I've said it before and I'll say it again. We've all got something to pray about that goes deeper than salvation. Just because you're saved doesn't get you off the hook from being fishers of men. Being fishers of men goes deeper than going door to door or just talking to people. It's praying for people that you know are lost. It's never given up that somebody somewhere will plant a seed that takes root in good soil. Yeah. Yours may have fell on rocky soil. Yours may have been eaten up by the birds. But you never stop praying for somebody to come along and sow a seed that is going to blossom into fruition. 
that is also being fishers of men because part of fishing is baiting. If you don't use the right bait, prayer, connection with God, personal relationships, what are you fishing for? Yeah. Would you rather be fishing or would you rather be catching? Well, and then you go into, you know, Matthew uh, 28, uh, 19 and 20. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. There's no more blunt way to put it. And if we, if, if let's just, if we were able, if we were able, let's just say, if we were able to see all the passes that we missed, all the opportunities, at the end of the day, if there was a clicker that, you know, ding, you got dinged five times because you missed five opportunities that were blatantly in your face to make disciples, would that help the situation? Should we I – said, I said this this week to a guy on my job site. We we were having just a, a little spiritual talk, and you know, it's like, yeah, I guess I I need to get back in church, and I kind of need to get back into you know this and that, and I'm like, we're not guaranteed tomorrow, you know that, don't you? And I looked at him, I said, we won't even know when it's coming, we won't even know. I would I would really really, it would be a bad feeling to be sitting there and everybody around you raptured, and you're sitting there going, oh, missed that bus. Kind of wish I'd have been on that one, and that's the thing, you know. And that that just it, it it not only goes with how we live our life and how we how we how we stretch and reach and 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 grow for God. It also goes in in our disciple making. It also goes in how we glorify God through getting and reaching and touching and making differences in other people's lives. And too many times we think, oh, I'm saved. I don't know if he's got much of a chance. And you just bypass people, you know, guys. Everybody in these church walls, whether if you go to church, wherever you go and, and here, everybody in these church walls is imperfect. Everybody, 100% of the people in church are imperfect. Broken. There's, there's, that, is, that is a factual statistic. Most statistics, I love the, state, the statement that says 80% of statistics. Um, in 80% of st- statistics, 20% are made up. Yeah. And I love that because statistics are wrong. It's all about how you can play it and mm-hmm. how you can spin it, agenda it. Yeah. Um, but that's a hundred percent accurate. A hundred percent of the people in church are, are, are fail at some way. They're imperfect. And, you know, I've heard, we've all heard that. Well, I'm not going to go to church till I fix my life. When do you go to a hospital healthy? That's right. Do you go to the doctor and say, hey, I'm good and healthy. You're going to give him a shot now? That's right. No, you go when you're sick. You go when you're hurting. You go when you need something to boost you and thrive you. And that is God, and that's the altar. That's the prayers. That's the worship. That's everything you get with the body of Christ as the church. Um, And then you leave church, and you go be the church outside of the walls, and you be the church for people that were in the boat that you were in that feel lost and feel hopeless and feel like they, they, they have nothing to look forward to. Well, let me ask you this question with what you just said, with the mentality that, and I know I've heard people say it, the the exact same thing. Well, you know, I got to get my life right before I can come into church. Where did that thought process, where did that line of thinking come from? (laughs) 
somebody somewhere led someone to believe that before you can come to God, before you can come to the altar of Christ, that you have to be better than what you were well, five minutes ago. I, that's that's because some that that's because the church don't want people that's really screwed up to come right. in, and they have this view that oh no 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 we can't have that person in church. We that's a bad look for us. You know what else is a bad look? Turning people away. Well, you know if. If you get right down to it, there's no sin above the other. Exactly. There's the only the only sin that's above the other is complete denial of mm-hmm. Christ. That one will get you in the hell. But the rest of them, sin is sin. Your ugly is no uglier than my ugly. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this right now. It's it's it truly amazes me to see. You know the frowned uponness. The you know the dirty looks that some people get when they walk into the door. Um, you know, if you truly are a follower and a believer of Christ, you should turn and you should look and you should love with everything you've got for everybody around. It doesn't matter who, who did you wrong, who maybe said something behind your back. You forgive. That's exactly what the word tells us. Forgive. Don't let the sun go to rest between when there's strife between you and your brother. Don't let it happen. And when you do let it happen, you know, uh, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church and man, my grandmother, boy, you could, she was, she was one of those. She was the gossip. She, I, I mean, they had a gossip train up in that place and they just, you know, looking back, it's like, well, it's really not fair, you know, and, you know what's not fair? You know, the biggest thing that bothers me about gossip and speaking about someone, you know, if there's a if there's a group of people in this room and they're speaking about someone that's not there, the most unfair thing about that is the person that's not there, the person you're speaking about has no opportunity to defend themselves or even show you that you're wrong. That's right. Well, you know, you you, you have to also, when it comes to the gossip train, um, People say, well, you know, there's two sides to every coin. Well, no, there's not. There's a third. You know, you got the heads, tails, and then you got the edge. And the edge is somewhere that the truth lies. So you got to be careful in that. Because the passage you just read specifically said to make disciples of all nations, Hmm. not just one or the other. And, you know, in the political environment that we're in right now, there are certain people that I hope that I don't ever get the opportunity to witness to. I, I really do. I hope that the Lord doesn't put particular people in my path. But if he does, I've already played the scenario in my mind that I'm going to do my best. Yeah. They don't have to like it. I don't have to like it, but I've got to do it. That's part of being obedient. You have to You ask yourself this. We all know that Jesus did what he did on the cross, mm-hmm. but it's also <coughs> a recorded fact that all the apostles – died horrible deaths horrible deaths yeah do you think that was within their comfort zone to do that Mm. probably not do you think paul liked it when they tried to stone him probably not Mm. do you think that he liked writing letters in damp musty funky disease-ridden prisons probably not but he did it because it was obedience because he knew that that's what he was supposed to do spread the gospel 
the gospel will prosper itself, but the word tells us to do it. It wasn't a request. You know, I, I, I've heard people say that, you know, when, when Jesus came and fulfilled the old covenant and created the new covenant of grace and mercy, they kind of did away with all the old commandments. Well, I challenge them to go back and read Matthew because not only are all those Ten Commandments in there, but there's a whole bunch more between uh, Matthew and Revelation to add to it. Yeah, and that was one of them. The passage we just read that was that was not a request. Well, I love I love this passage right here, and this is this is Ephesians four eleven through sixteen, and it says, "And he gave the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip." the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we attain, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine by human cunning, by craftiness and de deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, <clears throat> from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up, builds itself up in love. <clears throat> Excuse me. And the note, you know, there's one thing to get along. There's one thing to, you know, to, you know, accept and kind of, you know, you go about your merry day, but you never have interactions. We're challenged right here. Mm -hmm. We're challenged by this piece of scripture to build each other up, to strengthen each other's ministry, because we all have a ministry. Mm -hmm. We all are evangelists. We all are disciple makers. We have a ministry. We have to be strong in faith. And, you know, and that, that right there, seeing, seeing, you know, the body of Christ, it'll, it'll, it'll grow. It'll, it'll strengthen. It'll be like working out when the muscles working together, when the weights lifted, you can pick up stronger weight. You can, it, it looks more defined. It looks, you know, bigger, badder and better. And that's what happens when a church unifies. A body of believers unify, and they work for one purpose and one person only, and that's one to glorify God. the that's kingdom. Right. But I also love one more verse in. On verse 17, it says, Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. At no point, no way, will any of that from 11 through 16 happen without a radical change in our lifestyle that's right. as a believer. It's got to change from our old ways, and we got to go to the new ways. We got to forget all this trash talk and back talk and this backstabbing, and go into this loving and boosting and encouraging and 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 making each other's grow and holding each other accountable as well. Um, so you know, we we continue. You can. It's never going to be perfect. We're never going to have. Um, we're never going to have these. You know. You're always going to have one sour apple in the whole bunch. Oh, yeah. You're always going to have that person that's never satisfied. They, something in the church changes. We we added a door here. Oh, I'm mad about that door. Yeah. But you're mad about a material thing. Settle down. 
focus is in the wrong place. Oh, yeah. And I love how Paul put in there about the church being a body, hmm. the body of Christ. So when you look at a body for all its glory, all the things that a human body is capable of, it's frighteningly fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at what we've got going on right now, something as minute as a virus is killing people. Mm-hmm. But bigger, but you know, bigger than that, let's, let's just, let's go back to our microcosm in the church. Let's just say that you have a disagreement with someone. I have a disagreement with someone and it gets heated mm-hmm. and things get out of hand and somebody gets hurt. Now, it's different if you get hurt by one of your buddies, you know, somebody at a ball game, grocery store, even a friend. That's different. When you involve the house of the Lord in that, you have to throw in another word with that hurt, and that's church hurt. Yeah. When people get church hurt, they tend to run. Mm-hmm. And they don't just run from the church that they're at. They'll run from God. Mm-hmm. And if you have if you have been or I have been a part of that, and I don't address it, that's going to be on me. Yeah. Because if you cut your thumb off, and throw it out in the parking lot, and go to the house, how well is that thumb going to live? It's going to grow. It ain't going to grow. It's not going to grow another hand. No, it's going to rot, and you're not going to grow another thumb. Yeah. So it is important for you to go fix it. Whatever that wound is, fix it. Yep. If it's beyond you to fix it, get people to fix it. Get other people. The church, the, the Bible tells us what to do, you know, to get get people together. The yeah. elders, yeah. the deacons, mm-hmm. the, the your your ministers. Sit down, fix it. Don't discard a body part because there is no one body part that we have that is less important than the other. If one was less important than the other, we could do like lizards and shed them off. Yeah. But, you know, the only thing that I can think of that we shed on any regularity is hair. And the Bible tells us that we don't have the ability to, you know, change one hair on our head. Yeah. That God's got all those numbered. So how much more important is another member of the church body that is going through something or you've said something to affect them? Put your pride away, man. Put your yeah. pride away. That's you know that is part of being a disciple and making a disciple, because even a pastor needs a pastor. Yeah, your most seasoned ministers still have somebody that they'll tell you, "Oh yeah, I listen to this person regularly to fill myself up." Yeah, um, we need each other. That's the personal connections, and Jesus made numerous examples of personal connections in his ministry. Well, you know, and then we go over to Romans and Romans 10, 9 through 15 says this right here, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. And with the mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. Verse 12, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek for the for the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. <clears throat> For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 14, how then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? 
And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. We hear that Romans verse, that, that, that 10, 9, and 10 a lot, you know, the confess, you know, believe with your heart, confess with your mouth. And, you know, a lot of us, if you're, if, you know, if you're, if you're in, if you're, if you're feeling God, if you're not saved and you haven't made that decision yet, this is an important time. You're watching the Bible study. You're listening to the Bible study. You know, you're moving in the right direction. God's pulling you. What are you waiting on? What are we waiting on? You just heard how to do it. You just, I mean, simple, simple. I mean, it's, 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 it's confessing and believing. Yeah. There's no magic words. There's no magic prayer. That's a blanket to get everybody in. Um, it's, and, and it's not just believing that he's real and, Calling, oh Jesus, you know that's it, it's when you cry out with your spirit, yeah. When you cry out with your heart, and as Pastor Derek put it so elegantly, when the Holy Spirit of Jesus comes inside you and makes your dead spirit alive, yeah, you'll know it. You'll, there's no mistaking it. Yeah, the, it, it's it, it's it's a very personal personal decision. Um, I would challenge anyone. Anyone watching this, anyone listening to this, we've presented the truth now for I know that I've been a part of this 16 weeks. Yeah. We presented the truth. We presented the gospel in each one of these Bible studies, whether it was uh, about the life of Paul or be a disciple, make a disciple. We've, we've given the gospel. The roadmap is there. Yeah. Um, if if you're not sure of what to do, find a preacher. Find someone. You can with, with social media now. You can reach out on social media and say, "Hey, I need a preacher," and somebody will find you one. Yeah, and you know this. Does, you know, you know, if you're making this decision, know that you have support. Definitely reach out. Um, you know, as we close out this week, uh, you're going to start start seeing some differences in how um, we see how we how we promote and how we present. Um, one of the things that's going to change is is when you go to your podcast or your or the YouTube, you're going to see in the description you you'll have a link to our Facebook page and our Instagram page, and it's an, just an easy opportunity to. Click the like button, click the subscribe button, but also shoot us a message. Um, you know, if you shoot your phone number in on uh, the messaging service where everybody can't see your phone number, don't yeah. do that. But uh, we'll be more than happy to reach out. Um, we'll be more than happy to help out and help you through your growth progress and your process. But we we have to we have to lean and rely on each other. We have to have others. There's no, there's no, you know, oh, I'm going to do this all by myself. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's not the way it's meant to be. Well, no, Jesus had a support group. Yeah. You know, he could have done it alone. He could have spoke it into being. But he he led the way with his, by showing us that we were going to need support by gaining support of his own. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, as we close out this week, uh, Google Cast, Apple, Spotify, um, all the different podcast services, Anchor, uh, you can find us. Uh, YouTube, you can find us. Subscribe to our channel. Um, and, you know, keep a lookout because next week we're going to be right back on Ephesians. We'll be actually with the podcast and everything will be before the live um, in-person Bible study. So we'll, this will be different. We'll be ahead of everything. We'll be practicing. You'll be getting the first run of it. We won't have any practice at it. Uh, dry run. Um, so, uh, but it, it's going to be a lot of fun. But the Ephesians thing, if you definitely want to be involved and you want to, you know, keep up, you know, go to the Facebook page, shoot me a me- shoot us a message, and I'll get you uh, whatever you use for paperwork and all that, whatever you use for the study guide. But uh, really. A lot of this Ephesians thing, we are going to have some questions. We are going to, you know, have some challenges and stuff like that. But a lot of it is we're going through the book of Ephesians. We're going to hit verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we're going to hammer down on it. We don't know how long it's going to take. We could get bogged down and rock and roll for, you know, I mean, the podcast-wise, we're going to have to figure, you know, there will be a set schedule. Um, So, you know, we'll probably run probably – you know, probably an eight-week schedule with the, with Ephesians. I know there's six chapters, but there's a couple that's going to take a couple weeks. Um, and then from there, while we're finishing up the live Bible study, we're going to kind of fill in the podcast with some guests and stuff like that. Um, and we'll, we're, we'll, we'll put somebody in a chair. We'll put a third mic out here. I've got enough channels to make it happen. If you can figure out how to work it. If I can figure out how to work it. But, guys, we appreciate um, y'all watching. We appreciate y'all listening. We, we definitely are... Um, excited about everything coming up and everything going on and it's just a blessing to be a part of y'all's week and we hope you have a great week if you're if you're been watching football don't let football ruin your church right um you know it's not really that important (laughs) but uh guys we hope you have a blessed week and y'all stay safe and we will see y'all next week god bless